0: You are Locked On NC State, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey there, Wolfpack fans. It's me again, Kenton Gibbs, bringing you another episode of Locked On Wolfpack. And, folks, if I could change the theme song of this show. For today's episode, I would definitely change it to I'm Tired by Labyrinth. If you haven't heard it, uh, if you don't watch Euphoria yourself or have any children to watch, I'm not saying that they should be watching it if they're young. Okay, that's a very adult show. But the song was featured on there. You should go check it out sometime during your free time. Anywho, you know what's interesting? It's actually proven that sad music helps you when you're feeling sad uh, because it, it helps you it's like some type of uh, psychology behind it because it helps you understand or see that other people have felt what you feel. So uh, congratulations. Thanks to Labyrinth for helping other people understand that some of us are tired too. We're all made tired by different things, right? Uh, the, the people of on the show, you've already had their different problems and and folks who are listening to this show have the problem of us absolutely breaking down, down the stretch. What a fun Fun problem we have, right? So, uh, we're going to break down our, our loss to Wake Forest today in a game that was interesting for a lot of reasons, but I I tweeted that it felt like Groundhog Day, and I mean, that's more or less what it is. Like, that's, no offense or buts about it, that's pretty much where we're at with this. So, long story short, uh, we're going to get into the, um, we're going to get into the, the loss to Wake Forest here that, you know, 69-51, we we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about what happened, why it happened, uh, and then we'll, we'll uh, preview the women's basketball game against Boston College um, later on today. So, when we talk about how this game was lost, I think it's fairly simple. Number one, the I believe that the game was ended on a sixteen to nothing run. I believe that uh, we scored. Yeah, it was fifty one to fifty three, and we didn't score again. That is at the five nineteen mark in the second half. Five nineteen left in the game. Um, Darian Sebron knocks down a free throw. And we did not score again from there. Literally. Did not. I'm sorry. He knocked down two free throws and we did not score again after that. Not once. Not a basket. Not a foul shot. Not a technical foul shot. Nothing. Nothing. So, obviously, that's the biggest part of of how we lost. But there are some other things that need to be discussed here because... This is a good Wake Forest team, and and you know, at the end of the day, Alondis Williams is the player that he is for a reason. Leading the ACC in scoring and assists, which would be the first time uh, I believe in in since they started keeping assists uh, that that would have ever happened, and I could see why. I could definitely see why. Uh, there's it's it's very clear as to why. I mean. He did not have a, a great shooting first half at all. I don't think he had a single bucket, but in the second half, whew, wow. So, um, our usual suspects were doing what they normally do. Darian C. Brown, 22 points on 8 of 15, shooting 7 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 steal, and uh, 1 turnover. TeQuavian Smith fouled out here. Uh, he was 3 of 16 from the field, 2 of 10 from 3. Jericho Helms. I'm sorry, Taquavion Smith scored eight points. Jericho Hellum scored nine points, three of 12 shooting, one of seven from deep. Uh, Taquavion Smith had four assists, one turnover, and Jericho Hellum's three rebounds, one assist, three turnovers. Other than them, nobody really did anything worth mentioning offensively. I mean, uh, or you know what? Ebenezer Dewana went three of three. Um, He did some good things there, and and Jalen Gibson... Was much better than his stat line would imply. Although I guess his stat line kind of is accurate. And 11 rebounds led all players. 11 rebounds, 2 blocks, uh, 2 points. But we need to talk about the fact that. I've said this before and I'll say it again. Traquavion Smith is one of the most electrifying. One of the best freshmen in the nation. But there is still the caveat of. Best freshman. Three outside of Darius Sebron, who went 8 of 15 now. The rest of the team went 11 for 44. 11 for 44. Helms, Smith, Morsel, Hayes, combined, combined now. To go 3 of 22. They were the only players to attempt a 3, actually. So, that I'm sorry. That is the entire team's uh, shooting stats from deep. 3 of 22. Terquavion Smith was responsible for 2 of 10. Casey Morsel, 0-4. This is, this is getting out of hand. Or not getting out of hand. But this is, I don't understand what our offense is supposed to be. And this is a similar problem to what we had last year in that if we're not turning you over getting easy buckets, we can't figure anything out. And don't get me wrong. Darius Sebron, figure it out. Go get a basket. You're good for that eight to 12 times a game. Sure, sure. If you count on Darian Sebron scoring 8 to 12 buckets or, or basically uh 15 points, 15 to somewhere between 15 and, and 20 points a game, uh for the most part, sure, you'll be fine. He's averaging 18 on the year, right? If we go by that in our last 5 games, we would have won every one of them except uh our our game against the University of No Consequence. We would have won every single one of them. Uh, with the exception of UVA, which we actually did win. But now, looking at that, the, the thing that's so interesting here is, again, the guys outside of him. The guys outside of him. I get it. I get it. Terquavion Smith is, you really run into the problem of, if you bench him, who else is going to shoot? But here's the thing that's so interesting to me about this. Why, if you're a Thomas Allen, per se, right? You're the elder statesman. You have been here for forever and a day. Well, not at NC State, but you've been playing college basketball for forever and a day, okay? You've been doing this for a while. So with that in mind, why are you hesitant to shoot? Why are you hesitant to put it up? Why is it the confidence just is, is not there? What, what is the problem? What is the problem? Because, again, we're seeing with Taquavion Smith a guy who we have to let shoot because he wants to do it. He wants to do it. Yes, he's hitting out a good clip as well, but the man wants to shoot. He wa- There's nothing that we can really say or do. There's nothing that anybody can say or do because guess what? He's going to fire that thing up. That's what you got to know. That's what you got to know. Against the universe, there's no consequences. He puts up 34. Because you know what? He's going to shoot. And tonight, the 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 youth, the immaturity, reared its head from him in, in the ugliest of ways. His shot wasn't falling. He kept trying. Kept trying to force it. And on the defensive end, had a bunch of really bad fouls. Like, Y'all know me. Y'all know I am not afraid to hold the rest feet to the fire when there are some calls that are yin yang and raff. I think there was maybe one. I think that, no, there was one. There was one that I was like, okay, what is that? But other than that, the other four, I'm looking at them like, you've got to be smarter. You've got to be smarter. But then you realize this young man was probably in, at prom, Six or, or not six months? What when is prom? I forgot when prom is. What is it? It's during the summer. During the summer. So yeah, like like six, seven, eight months ago, he was at prom. So of course he will not make the best decisions at time. It is it is youth. It is growing pains. It is what you go through with young guys. But with that being said, our older guys, I can't hold Torquay's feet to the fire and say, hey, why are you shooting like that? When, again, you're looking at uh, Morsel, Hayes, Allen. Even throw Helms in there this game. Morsel, Hayes, Allen, Helms Didn't, couldn't throw a rock in the ocean. Couldn't throw a rock in the ocean. Again, they can buy for 4 of 21. So, you know, it's it's really, it's tough. It's tough. Again, it feels like Groundhog Day because this game, we fought and got in the game. We were there. We were right there. Five minutes left in the second half. And we bring this to a 51-53 to game. There was a point where I said, this seven-point lead feels insurmountable. And they closed that gap quickly. And I said, boy, was I glad to be wrong. But the reality is, I knew what was coming because it always comes. Sooner or later, dread it, run from it all the same. It is inevitable with this team. So that's, that's the reality of what we're looking at uh, there. You know, it's, it's almost like this team made a resolution, made a New Year's resolution for at some point in time in every game, we guarantee it. We are going to not only have a lull, we're going to absolutely break down. We're going to look like we forgot how to play basketball out there for at least five to ten minutes per game. And these five minutes just so happened to end the game. Ah, what a tough resolution. But this this team seems, they, they seem, for lack of a better word, resolute on keeping it. And speaking of New Year's resolutions, this is the time of the year where most folks have given up on theirs. But if you are eating Built Bar and your uh, New Year's resolution is about eating healthier, getting more in shape, all that good stuff, well, congratulations for staying in the fight. But Bilt Bar makes that easy because it tastes so good you'll actually enjoy eating them. Have you tried the puffs yet? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Bilt Bar's best tasting bars. Uh, the Bilt Bar puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors from cinnamon churro, uh, chocolate marsh or coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. All of them are so good. These are going to be your new favorite if you try them or when you try them, rather. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, that is puffs included. And they are low calorie, high protein. And so you can replace uh, the candy bars that you normally eat with these. They're better for you and they're better tasting. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. You're not getting anywhere near that with Bilt Bar. Go to Built.com to check out the macros and you'll be blown away. High protein, low calorie, high fiber, low carb. Go to build.com and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at build.com. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball podcast. Every Monday, Andy Pat one thing that I will say about this uh, the the game that I didn't say in the first segment there, Jalen Gibson has been more energetic. Uh, he has been a live wire that has helped this team uh, activate defensively. That has helped this team crash the boards harder. He's he's helped. He's helped this team uh, in a lot of ways. You know, he offensively nothing to write home about, but every other aspect of the game he's been good. He's been good. Ever since Syracuse, he's been better. And and granted, he had one game after Syracuse. It might have been Notre Dame where uh, he went missing again. But for the most part, he has been uh, big time. He has shown up. He has done about all you can ask uh, of a, a big in his position for the most part. That's, that is the honest-to-God truth there. That is the honest-to-God truth. But what... What I saw in, uh, I believe it was the Miami game, where every time he was on the court, regardless of what was going on, either they would get a switch to target him or they would get a post-up with whatever big he was checking. And I'm just like, "This, this young man is not playable. He's flatly not playable right now. He's not doing anything offensively. He's not doing anything defensively. He's not even doing much on the boards. He's not giving much in terms of energy hustle. He has made a 180 in terms of energy and effort. And that must be commended, right? That's, again, we're not playing moral victories. We're not saying, oh, what's going on with the basketball team is good. No, that'd be a lie. But Jalen Gibson, shout out to you, man. You're, you're playing your heart out out there and it's, it's good to see. It really and truly is. And now we've got to move on to our uh, women's basketball team. We got to go from a team that is last in the conference to a team that is first in the conference, which is plenty of fun for me. Not even gonna lie to you right now. That is plenty of fun for me. So, with that being said, we have a matchup coming up against uh, Boston College, and this is a Boston College team that is uh, they're middle of the middle of the road in terms of this conference. They're unranked nationally and all that good stuff. But I want people to think about something here, okay? This Boston College team is better than a lot of folks. We'll give them credit for this uh, better than folks will give them credit for, and with that being said, we cannot go into this game taking them lightly, in any way, shape, form, or fashion. And if you think I'm lying, think about it like this, okay? They beat the Notre Dame team that beat us, and, and that's that's the truth. They beat they have beaten some good teams this year. They've gotten some good wins this year, and they've also had some losses that were very close to good teams. So, I mean, this, this is a team that if you sleep on them, if you think to yourself, oh, we can sleepwalk through this and, and we'll be all right, their record in conference isn't the best right now. They're 500, I want to say, in conference. I'm pretty sure. Let me check. Yep, they're 500 in conference at 6-6. Six and six. But again, in this ACC and this ACC, going 500 is not the worst thing in the world. It really and truly is not. It really and truly. Because, again, to go 500 in this ACC, you're going to have to beat at least, at least three or four. Or not three or four. At least two or three tournament teams. At least. Now, granted, I don't think that they have the horses in the stable to keep up with us. But they do have some good things going over there. Okay? Taylor Soul is their leading scorer. Uh, she's a forward that can do a little bit of everything. It, it, to me, she's like a uh, a poor man's version of, of Jada Boyd. She does a little bit on the glass, um, does a little bit with, with ball handling and all that. She's a, a pretty good scorer, but I mean, I, I'm not seeing too much there that's like, you know, she's, uh, even when she is hottest fish grease, not really much to say like, oh yeah, I'm I'm super concerned and. And she can go off at 30 and, and really kill us. That's not really, just being quite honest to Frank, that's not really uh, who she is for the most part. However, however, there is a young lady on that squad that that is that. She is the player that if you look up and you, you're playing her soft or she gets hot, you're going to have some problems on your hands. And that young woman is Cameron Swartz. Swartz has shown that she can show up big time in some big games. She's not the leading scorer because her her production is very, very up and down from game to game. But, with that being said, when she is on, she is on. In their upset of Notre Dame, she went off for 28-5-4. and four. Okay? She was 10-22 uh, from the field, 5-8 from deep. She can do some things. She can do some things if you... Uh, let her get loose and that wasn't her that wasn't her highest scoring game of the year it was a 39 point game against Clemson that was her highest scoring game of the year so this is a young woman that again if you're if you go to sleep at the wheel she's gonna torture you she's gonna torture and early in the season she wasn't really doing much wasn't really uh producing too much but as of late she's come on strong she has She's got a a streak of, I want to say, like, at least 10 straight games of scoring in double digits. So there's there's no doubt about it. Um, They've got some good things going on that team. They're not a super deep team. They're not a team that, you know, they can come at you in waves and all that good stuff. Uh, But they are a team that they have a a good amount of bigs. Their bigs can do some things, and they're – they're a lot like, uh, what was that team that we played in the tournament last year? Uh, USF, in that they're really big, they're really big players. They they know, like, hey, you are scoring is, is something that is not going to be your forte, and you've got to be okay with that. Being on this team, you are going to have to crash the board, you're going to have to make good things happen there. And uh, Maria Gagdang is the the player that is primarily responsible for that on that team. She is a 6'3 freshman. And uh she's she's probably gonna draw she's probably gonna draw uh, Alyssa She's probably gonna be the one that that has to um draw that assignment. She leads the team in blocks by a mile with 2.1 a game, uh leading in rebounds with six a game. We'll see. We'll see how this thing goes. Uh, they've also got a, a pretty impressive guard in Marnell Garrard. She's a She's a a very typical playmaking point guard. She isn't the she isn't the flashiest. Isn't going to um you know dazzle you with with what she's putting up as far, excuse me, as far as number goes, but if you watch the games, the eye test is there. She is very good at setting her teammates up, feeding the post all that good stuff. So, we'll we'll see. I, all in all, I think that um outside of really Outside of really their starting five, I don't really see too much. That is like, oh, man, oh man this team gives me great reason for concern. But, again, I'm a little leery of, you know, you got to make sure Cameron Swartz doesn't go off, doesn't have a great game. Got to make sure the soul is uh, uncomfortable as well. And and that's that's where you get this – that's where you're going to win this game. Uh, Michaela Dickens is their best three-point shooter, and so they've got to force her uh, off the three-point line, force her to put it on the floor and make something happen, which – I think that that's, that's when you get in her airspace and make her put it on the floor, that's where she tends to struggle a little bit. Her assist to turnover ratio definitely tells the story of that. But again, this Boston College team, not a terrible team. Not a terrible team by any stretch of the imagination. So um, I expect us to win this game. I expect us to win handily. However, don't be surprised if these starters come out and make it a game early. Do not be surprised by that at all. Okay. I'm betting that we pull away and make it happen and, and win heavily in the end, but um, I'm just saying, don't be surprised if this game is close to start off. And if you're a better, go to betonline.net. BetOnline has you covered with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues to march through the playoffs right to the Super Bowl this Sunday. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info, on Pro and College Hoops, NHL, Boxing, UFC, along with live real time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the twenty twenty two season. Bet Online where the game starts. So we're about to land this thing, but but I think that there is um again, this is we shouldn't be surprised by what we're seeing out of our men's basketball team. Um we've you know, we've we've seen this time and time and time again. Like at this point we just got to kind of live with this is this is is what we are as a team. Only a few more games left in this season, and you know sometimes uh the best part of a season is a lot like the best part of a bad day. Sometimes it's over, and that's that's the best part of it. So, you know, who knows uh if we'll be able to squeak any wins out coming down the stretch, but Again, don't expect much. As far as our women's go, as far as our women's team goes, um, I'm I'm expecting them to do some good things in this matchup against uh, in this matchup against Boston College. i um, again, this is a situation where this isn't a terrible team by any any stretch of the imagination, and we're going on the road up to their spot to go see them. But I feel like we should be able to get the job done here. I feel like we should be able to get the job done. And again, their starters, very good. Their reserves, not as much. Their players that they got coming off the bench, not as much. So we'll see uh, what happens going forward. Thank you all so very much for coming out. I appreciate y'all every single time. Peace and love, y'all. And as always, go Pack. You are locked on NC State. Your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.